welcome to Say It How You Feel. I'm your host, Sharice, a future criminal justice graduate, and on today's episode, we'll be dissecting the social issues regarding injustice against Indigenous and Black communities here in Canada. For as long as I can remember, the history of Canada hasn't always been the greatest. I mean, I'm just going to say how I feel. That's the whole point of this podcast. I feel like Canada has tried to mask its mistakes and not really talk about the dark, traumatic side of this country. But not today. In the wakes of modern times, I've noticed that numerous of law enforcement, such as police officers, judges, correctional officers, and many more, all have biases when it comes to maintaining the law and what they see fit. It is more prevalent that Indigenous and people of color in Canada are experiencing police brutalities. In addition, many have looked at the government of Canada to act on these issues and find a solution. When analyzing the causes and effects of these, injustices and why they're occurring, such factors just come down to the systematic racism, which has sadly infiltrated our criminal justice system, our rules and our policies. And due to this, over many years, indigenous and black Canadians have been at the forefront of these issues. This racism is contributed to generations of slavery and colonization. And just a brief history, Canada has enforced Indigenous children into residential schools at a young age and stripped them of everything that they've known. And for Black Canadians, even though they migrated into Canada for a better life, they come from Africa, Europe, the Caribbean, the U.S., they were still slaves in the 17th and 18th century. So racism did not leave overnight. In a 2005 report of the First Nation survey, 38% participating First Nations experienced at least one instance of racism in the past 12 months. Many people use negative connotations when discussing Indigenous and Black communities. These stereotypes consist of being called savages, drunks, and that they're dirty, and also depicting them as thugs, stealers, dangerous individuals. In a report with a focus group of 160 Indigenous people, they told Ontario Human Rights Commission that they had experienced racial profiling in policing, child welfare, health care, education, and many other areas. They have been followed and treated as if they were an at-risk to other people just because of their race. And with this being said, I had a personal experience of mine that left a bitter taste in my mouth. <laughs> Um, I was at a store, I won't name what the store was, but I was there with my sister and we wanted to get some makeup. I wanted to get foundation, she wanted to get mascara, so we went into two separate aisles. I noticed there was an employee there who was merchandising and stocking the shelves, and I realized after some time, like every aisle I was going into, she was going into the same one. I didn't want to pay attention to it, but the more I seen it, I noticed that She was racially profiling me. I think she thought I was stealing, even though I wasn't. But I let my sister know, hey, are you noticing this too? She said yes. We both felt uncomfortable. So we didn't want the situation to escalate. So we decided to just not buy anything and just go home. Uh, We did write a review on that employee, though, for sure. But this situation made me aware that my life is not the same as others, who do not have the same skin color as me. 
And our Prime Minister, Justin Trudeau, has even stated in a report that Black Canadians and racialized Canadians are more likely to suffer violence at the hands of authorities and police than non-racialized Canadians. So to me, that means police who are equipped with training on how to use a firearm or a weapon, it puts them at a much greater advantage than someone who does not have these resources. There was an incident where a Black male named Defonte Miller was beaten by an off-duty Toronto police. Uh, police officer um, and his brother. Defonte was left with multiple injuries and a loss of an eye. This is a very sad case to look at. Defonte was treated poorly and received excessive force from this police officer. The main issue here was, did race have a major role to play here? And it did. So what can we do as a collective to understand what solutions there are to combat police brutality? Strategies for fairness in the justice system and defunding the police. Honestly, a lot of people think that Canada is not a bad country, that it's peaceful. But we cannot forget that we had residential schools. Indigenous children um, were placed in these schools. Mass killings, unmarked graves that now are being discovered. And disappearance of Indigenous and people of color as well. These issues in themselves have been swept under the rug for so long and has been covered by we're such a unified and fair country. Come on. With this issue, I don't think it's I don't think we're that great of a country at all. Thank you, thank you, thank you. But when looking at strategies, defunding the police is a solution that gets brought up from time to time. An article that I found from Defund the Police claims that Canadian taxpayers spend $42.9 million per day on policing. That is insane. And $6.5 million in taxpayer dollars are spent on funding the police in Toronto per day. That's more than enough money to me to provide proper training. As the public, we want to see the exact breakdown and see where the funding is directly going and how... Their tactics can be used to handle an irate situation. In my eyes, the government of Canada could provide a more realistic simulation for officers in training to help them with real-life situations. And this could help people not crack under pressure, too. We need to find a better alternative to handle these situations. According to the American psychologists who have done research, have found that factors that are enabling overly aggressive policing, they're trying to find how to prevent this. They call it the hands-on policy where police officers and law enforcement that are on foot chases do not have to use excessive force. And statistically, they have seen that it went down by 23%. And in 2020, the psychologists state that this approach aims to increase the public's trust in in police by drawing on psychological research on justice fairness. Now, this is huge. This is major. This is an amazing approach into making the civilians feel as though the law has our back when it comes to discrimination. Overall, racism is deeply rooted in Canada. Even in my personal experience, this country's dark. We are now discovering systematic racism in our justice system, our laws, policies, and rules. And 
they have always been there, but at least more people are talking about it now, speaking up. Unfortunately for Indigenous and Black Canadians, they have suffered the most. And this is seen with racially profiling and police brutality. It is a must for communities to be heard and the government of Canada to enforce new trainings and strategies to alleviate the numbers of brutalities that we see every day. And now that's all we have. That's all the time we have, everyone. Thanks again. I'm your host, Sharice, and we'll see you on the next episode of Say It How You Feel. Bye.